Hello, Great Minds. It's Friday, and that means it's time for Drinks with Great Minds in History. What are we doing today? Okay, it's recording. Uh, so this is the Battle Royale, in which oh, we're going to okay. take the four shots winners, the four people who have won crowns, and kind of decide who's the greatest of them all. That's the plan anyway. So welcome to the show, everyone, and a big welcome to our old friends, psychology all-star Dr. Sherry Valensic, my high school history teacher and history inspiration, Colin Farrell, the first lady of shots heard around the world, Kelly Rozelle, and yes, I said all of that silliness just so that I could say, and shots regular guy, Luke Franchuk. Welcome <laughs> to the Battle Royale, everyone. How are we doing uh, today? Uh, poor Luke. Poor Luke. <laughs> it's a build-up okay, there. Wow. I'm, 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 I'm comfortable with getting the short straw now. I think so there's something cool. to be said for the regular guy. You know? Yeah, you're the yingling guy. You're dependable. Yeah. <laughs> you're sturdy. Uh, like Norm on Cheers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. So how's everyone doing tonight? Good? No problems, though? I know we spent the first 10 minutes of this bitching about school as everybody walked Yeah, we were commiserating <laughs> online instruction and then the, the traffic jam that is. Gary, it looks like you're getting the storm that I had 10 minutes ago. You know, it just has been generally shitty for about half the day today, so I, I've only been facing this way, however, because... My whole life is facing this way, so I don't even know what's happening behind me. It could... Is Sally? Sally's gone now, right? Who is Sally? She should be up somewhere by you. Yeah, okay. she's gone. She was chilling on the south somewhere, for a while. Is, is there another one that's that's like beta. coming in? They've gone like, through all of them. They're on beta now. I think oh, there's okay. like four in the Atlantic right now, and Alpha is over like Spain, which is weird in itself. Oh, neat. Uh, All right, we have a lot to discuss, uh, but first, let's talk drinks. So, uh, who wants to start us off? Colin, you were the first in. What are you drinking tonight? Uh, I'm drinking Stella. Stella Artois, I guess. I, Belgian. Belgian beer. Can't be, so, I love Stella, but yeah, I, I have yeah. the Stella Solstice Lager, and I almost had one tonight, but it's like a fruitier flavor to it, and in my current recovery status from last night, I'm not really in the point of fruity, <laughs> fruity flavored things. <laughs> um, so, Luke... Number one in my heart, number two in the show. Uh, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, I am drinking an ice-cold uh, traditional yacht lager from uh, Yingling, oh. America's oldest brewery in Pottsville, Pennsylvania. No! Yes. Plus, yes, no, I'm I, glad that Yingling, I am glad that Yingling made a comeback for uh -huh. the final shots, Battle Royale. Uh, after last time, we threw is that I'm on a boat curveball and drank oh, drink yeah, water. That's right, with the Arnie Palmer. <laughs> oh my Funny. gosh. All right, uh, Kelly, what are you drinking? I'm having a rosé tonight. So Ooh. I, I, I yeah, get fancy, but mm -hmm. I looked up my my girl Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I wanted to have a drink to commemorate her, so I looked up what she likes. She likes four hundred dollar bottles of wine, which I can't afford. So I bought an eight dollar <laughs> bottle of wine, <laughs> and I chose pink to represent Catherine too. So trying to get the ladies in here. Oh yeah, I think it's Californian. Even uh, the, the it comes in a bag. bottle. That's better it's than it coming in a box. So that's true. Or a, or a bag. bag. Or a bag. <laughs> yes, the can wine that I drank that one episode. That was pretty bad. <laughs> Sherry, what are you drinking tonight? Well, it is the last day of summer, um, so I am uh, bidding farewell to the summer of 2020 the way I started it with uh, the Commodore. Oh, yeah. 
who also should be a great mind at one point. And then I add, this is one of the Commodores I to bring back. And my solo trip from Austin, none of our listeners are sending any to me. Yes, no so. listeners send beer. Cheers to December 20. Yes. Bring, bring on the fall and bring on the end of this year. Yes, two more seasons, I think. Is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know anymore. They'll probably, a third season will probably emerge between fall and fall like, shitstorm or something like that. But. Well, um, goat, goat rodeo. Goat Black rodeo. Plague. It's no longer a shit show. It's a goat rodeo. Goat's a bad name. Um, well, I am drinking my favorite wine for my favorite show, Vina Verge. This isn't my favorite brand, but it is called Fizal. A little bird on it. I don't really know. But I needed something that wouldn't really, uh, you know, rock the cage too much. <laughs> <laughs> So, I'm, sure um, you can do it. I'm doing it. I'm, I'm doing it. And of course, we'll talk shots later, but I was feeling one tonight too. Plus, I got to use this thing that was gifted to me a while ago. It is a, oh. it, you keep that in the freezer, all right? And you stick it in, it corks your wine and keeps it chilled. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that looks wow. like, really, I, I, whenever I have it, that before, looks like a proctology instrument. <laughs> it's not. Well, there's the drinks. I guess we should get to the history portion of the show. Uh, but first, who wants to say? Okay, that's the unanimous nose. Uh, so it's a mystery for you, a reason to drink for me. It's the history of the great minds that made history come to be. The Battle Fucking Royale. Here we go. So tonight we are going to look at all the great minds that have achieved greatness on one or more episodes of Shots Heard Around the World. As a quick recap, Washington has gone three and one, losing only to Catherine the Great, who has two crowns herself, Still a little upset about that one, Luke and Sherry. Then, of course, we have uh, Uncle Joe and Mr. Jefferson, both holding one crown of greatness. But which of these greats will leave with the season one crown of greatness? Oh, oh. Supreme crown of greatness. And every time I say that, I want to say things like Deuce Vault and Plus Ultra and fun crusader terms, but I don't, they don't really fit. So, uh, now this is going to be different than most episodes, as we have me, four guests, uh, and four great minds to cover. It may be amazing, and it may also be a shit show, or apparently what, a goat stomp? A goat rodeo? Goat rodeo, I think. That's bad. So let's get to tonight's topics, and it's going to follow the traditional style of shots. I'll ask some questions, we'll respond as we so wish, and so please. Uh, I was talking to the guys before you two got here, and, you know, if you feel like you don't want to answer a question, you just want to respond to other people's answers, that's fine. We don't have to take turns answering in that sense. Things that'll take a minute, some of them are, like, maybe a little longer. So it can be as long as it is. I have all week to edit it. But there's only, only one place to start, and it's fuck, Mary kill, right? I mean, you have to start there. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't really want to start, unless anybody really wants to go through that. Um, <laughs> now that you mention it. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Kelly's sitting here thinking, wait, does, can I pick Young Joe Stalin. <laughs> you can't marry Stalin. He'd end up killing you. You can't marry Catherine. She'd end up killing you. All right. So actually, uh, for a real first fun, quick question for the night, if you were stuck on a desert island, which great of our four greats that we're covering tonight would you like to be stuck with? Catherine, Washington, Stalin, or Jefferson? Washington. Why, Kelly? Mainly just at a process of elimination because Stalin, he would kill me and eat me, Like I mm. think. That's just not yeah. a good reason. Um, Jefferson, I think he's too pompous, so I feel like I would want to kill him after a little bit. And Catherine, eh, I think she's just in it for herself. Washington, I feel like we could work together, try to like make something <laughs> like a shoot, build a, but yeah, a raft. We can get off the island. I think it would be okay. And he's a farmer, so he can cultivate the food. <laughs> good point. He's a farmer, but I don't know how good he'd be at farming if he didn't have people farming his farm for him. <laughs> uh, Luke, who are you thinking? 
I think Washington too, because I think Jefferson would want me to do all the work. So I'm I'm not cool with that. Um, Stalin, I Stalin would kill me in my sleep, or put you to work, work you to death, or something, or, or make me work that do everything too. So they're both out. Catherine, I think, would probably try to poison me, give you a bad case of hemorrhoids at the worst. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, definitely something like that. Two for but Washington. I'm going with Washington too. Sherry, what about you? Okay, so I'm going to take this off in a completely different. Sherry, we lost your audio. I think Sherry froze. Maybe the storm. Maybe the storm. <laughs> we are not allowed to cover Catherine the Great on this show. So there was an article that came up on. Can you hear me now? We can. We can. We can hear you, but you're kind of freezing. What was your tangent you wanted to go off on? Can you hear me? Am I speaking yeah. like this? Am I good now? Yeah, I think so. Right, so on, on on Ranker, they put out a list of history that you had no idea were foxy. And honestly, the person who was getting the most eyebrows raised was Uncle Joe himself for his exceeding good looks when he was a younger guy. So, you know, I'm going to go with the thing that uh, if I'm on a desert island, um, it's got to be somebody uh, uh, who is attractive mm -hmm. and who would be good for conversation. And see, I don't think that Stalin would necessarily kill the lone person who might also have a hand in his rescue. Um, and I'm going to go back to that whole thing that I think Stalin's issues all went back to who lost love. So uh, I'm thinking that he might be uh, an interesting person to be on that island. So, uh, you know, if, if he cannibalizes me, then I guess uh, shame on me, but uh, I'm going with Stalin. Or I'd like to think that I perhaps for that could be a nice maybe he just didn't to... find the right second woman i don't there know you go. yeah i'm pretty sure he killed the <laughs> second woman uh, <laughs> colin who are you thinking i guess i would go with jefferson uh just because i've as you guys know uh, or some of you may know i'm a i'm a jefferson guy i've always enjoyed listening to the thomas jefferson hour podcast that was one of my favorite podcast shows other than yours of course but uh if we were uh I guess if we had ch chance to catch up, I could talk to him about the Fourth of July stuff, uh, the French Revolution. Uh, he had a he had an insider's perspective there on certain meetings and things that uh, no no people in, in the world had had that type of uh, perspective on. I guess, but um, in Washington, would, he would be my second choice. Just you know, again, there's a lot of the things that you know George did in his early career. You know, I'd love to hear about the whole Braddock. You know, you oh, know, yeah, know. Talk to the that would be great to get an insider's perspective. Like, what were you thinking? But. Uh, no, that's Jefferson, I think, would be my choice, though. George Jefferson, too. I mean, I was torn between Jefferson and Catherine because I feel like they're the intellectuals of this cohort that we're looking at tonight. I, right. I think that Catherine would bring a certain wit to the party. Uh, <laughs> she lost power. She's coming back on through her phone. Oh, okay. Curse of Catherine never fails. Anyway, yes, I think I would go with Jefferson. And part of the reason you said, too, is just to talk to about all those seminal American history moments. Yeah, like uh, just the Louisiana Purchase, like, you know, that, that would be neat to see. Was he struggling with it, or was it a, a slam dunk? Yeah, you know, you know so the, wait, so let me get this straight. So the only thing you... Th I, yeah, I think what you're saying is the only... I don't know why you cut out again. The only thing we want to do is sit and talk to somebody. Yeah, I guess yes. in that sense, I'd probably take Catherine with me. Oh. <laughs> I'm looking for more than just... <laughs> uh, oh, jeez. That's, that's true. The conversation, conversation can only sustain itself. I guess. Uh, but the first question, really, for his the history side of tonight uh, is, uh, which great accomplished the most greatness in their life? And again, we're just focusing on those four greats. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it out there on old Catherine, because she was the one who had to swim against the current because she was a woman. The other ones, you know, their ascension to their power and their positions um, was something that was easy to do relatively because they were men. They did it against them. Um, and, and Catherine was able to rise above that and and win hearts and minds of lots of her people. So I'm going with Kath. Luke, what about you? What are you thinking? Uh, that's tough. 
I guess I'll probably go with Washington, uh, simply because of, of the legacy that it left behind. Yeah, I, I'm leaning more towards Washington, but I'm interested to hear what you guys say. I mean, Catherine certainly is quite a quite a big one. Then again, I don't know if Stalin's pretty big too. Colin, what do you think? Uh, I was going to go with Washington, but then I, I don't know. I, I kind of switched to Jefferson at that point, because the life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, the opening of the Declaration of Independence is the sole embodiment of what the American experiment is. You know, yes, you needed a military commander to win it, and only Washington could do that. Uh, yes, Catherine, Catherine was a, a woman in a man's world, but I can point to a lot of women rulers throughout the ages. Like, you have famous women who were powerful in a man's world. And so I think Catherine gets a little kudos for being an outsider woman in a, in a man's world. You know, she right, could, yeah, she wasn't even Russian. She, <laughs> she took, Russian took over the job of the Tsarina. That's, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, that um, the kudos to her, but I see what you're saying. You know, she's not alone there. Well, and, and nor is Jefferson original, right? He, he ripped off of uh, John Locke and, you know, a lot of the other French philosophers that, you know, drove the, the Enlightenment era, Rousseau, you know, those guys. So it's not like Jefferson is one of a kind, but of the four, I would say that he would get my vote. What do you think, Kel? Um, yeah, sorry about that. Uh, the storm has hit me. So. Yeah, I don't know if you guys saw my power go out and it just shut down. So um, I would have to go with Stalin solely because he defeated Hitler. I don't think without Stalin, World War II would have ended in our favor. I don't think it would have ended. Or his disregard yeah. for human life that he can push soldiers wherever he wanted. But, you know. It in, did end the war. Yeah, Stalin would definitely say Stalin, too. I mean, I, I, it's, it's tough not to pick Stalin because of the whole World War II thing. But also, I mean, you know, what he becomes the enemy, but it didn't mean that he didn't accomplish greatness. It's just you kind of have to decide, do we disregard the total disregard for human like life uh, in the process and say that they accomplished greatness? I, I well, guess. and his empire grew so much as well. I mean, he mm -hmm. took over all of Eastern Europe, essentially. Yeah, yeah. He even, I mean, without Stalin, you don't have the Cold War. Right. So that sets not just World War II, but the next, you know, several decades afterwards. To this day. In many ways, to this day. I mean, we still live in the Cold War, post, you know, that, that world, that rivalry. That accomplishment came at too much of an opportunity for so many millions of people. So yeah. I think that's, you know, I, I agree he's pointing out there because it is monumental. But, um, you know, when we look at it from an economic point, um, the opportunity cost for Russians and Soviets and um, so many people <laughs> was immense. That's mm -hmm. true. So you know, I mean, what do we take away? Six, six pieces of shit points for him? I did. He is the, you know, that's, the so far, that's the top of the scale on the piece of shit curve. Yeah. As it should be. But I think it's what's an accomplishment. That can be positive and or negative. It's also really hard to trust his accomplishments. I think he was just such a force to be reckoned with. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, my, my mind is saying Stalin, but my heart's saying Washington. And I feel like that's my unbridled patriotism, uh, you know, which we're all going to be forced <laughs> to teach in the coming year. So, well, um, good start, good start. So the, the next question is, and I think this one goes pretty, I think we're going to head in similar directions. Who had the most power? And once we decide that, who wielded it most wisely? I'm going to go with Washington, and I'll start us off here. And there's a reason I'm going to go with Washington, because he had unlimited potential in terms of what power he could have really had. Checks and balances are there, that's fine. But he could have been king, and he didn't. And I think that that... I choose him because even though his power wasn't the most absolute, I think he wielded his power the most wisely. And I think that in doing that, 
that makes someone even more powerful. But then again, the person who had the ability to do whatever the hell he wanted was certainly Stalin. So what are you guys thinking? I'm I agree with Stalin. Stalin. Yeah. Oh no, go ahead, Luke. I think who had the most power was Stalin. Um, who wielded it the most wisely was probably Washington. But I mean, like you said, Zach, the power to do whatever you want with due to any uh, pushback to that power, that's, um, I mean, that's a hallmark of authoritarianism, mm-hmm. which, is, which is what Stalin certainly wielded. Stalin was not a liked person in his own country. So, you know, it, it took, I don't know, it's tricky. It's tricky. Does that enhance his power, though? I think it did. I think in the end well, it totally enhanced his power. Well, okay, um, maybe I would say then, like, kind of turning back Stalingrad and during the war and mm-hmm. being able to grip that power even more fiercely than he did prior to. Right. I, I think that that enhances the legend of Stalin. Or the, the reality of Stalin, if not just the yeah. legend. What do you yeah. think, Jerry? I'm going to veer off into another direction here because I'm going to say Jefferson. Because I I find it interesting is the founding father, you know, he was over in France doing his, uh, you know, randy diplomatic thing over there and then managed to come back here and figure out a way to ascend to the presidency. So I find that a really interesting piece of that. And so I, I... now, Jefferson was a smart man. There was some strategy involved with all of that. No, I, I, I agree, and I see I see what you're saying, Jerry. Uh, but for, for him to have Americans and... It, like, fast-forwarded, and then you were taking a drink. <laughs> 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 but I think... I, I, I don't disagree with that, since I think that Jefferson's power was different than everyone else's. His was, you know, he, like, is a master of everything that he encounters. And I think that his power may have lingered in the shadows a little more, but I don't think that we should discredit him uh, just because he wasn't at the forefront all the time. Colin, thoughts? I'm going to go with, uh, in terms of wielding power, Stalin. Stalin wasn't even supposed to be the general secretary. He basically snuck in the back door by changing Lenin's will. Once he gets in, he gets he roots out all of Lenin's guys, puts in his guys. Uh, there was the Great Purge where he tears through the entire army, puts like, what, 40 or 50% of them on trial and then has them executed. Most most people that challenge the military don't make it through their term, yeah. but Stalin did. And then he goes through the five-year plans, which were a failure in some respects, but he also... On paper. Yeah, on paper. And, and then he turns Russia from a backwater into an industrial powerhouse mm-hmm. in the 30s, true. at least the late 30s. And then, yeah. Um, so yeah, I would say, you know, and, and in terms of uh, being a dictator, like Luke was saying, uh, like the gulags, you didn't even want to question this guy or you might get sent to Siberia and have a miserable existence and wish you were dead rather than. (laughs) So yeah, tyrant, uh, totally. Um, But in terms of uh, who wielded it uh, the most uh, eloquently would be Washington. And we we talked in our last shots uh, episode about how stepping down from power you wouldn't see any of these other people do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe Jefferson, but it would be very difficult for a lot of people. In, and Washington could have been king for life if he wanted. You know, you know, you say maybe Jefferson. I think Jefferson would have done it like selfishly, like I'm just done. I don't want to do this. Or like he would have been like <laughs> walked oh, away yeah. disinterested. Yeah, like ah, I just don't. Meanwhile, <laughs> not like oh, for the great security of the country, like Washington did. You can it's like, oh, there's a violin over there. Oh, I'll <laughs> yeah. go drink wine. Uh, any other thoughts on that? Power, greatness, I'm sure that thoughts come up. Everybody answered, right? I think so. Except for me. Oh, Kelly didn't answer? I thought you meant, <laughs> oh, that's right. You and Luke were trying to answer at the same time. Kelly, I can't keep track. You guys just chime in. I don't, I, I'm not going to be better. <laughs> no, it's fine. No, I totally agree with Luke and Colin, so I'm just going to jump off that. Uh, Stalin had the most power because he's 
stall it. He rose with an iron fist. And I agree that Washington held it fast. And I think it was Luke who said in a previous shots episode that, and it stuck with me because the most impressive thing I think about Washington is him picking qualified people for his cabinet and then using them. Mm-hmm. So he was, you know, able to allocate his power as well. And I truth, I think is super, super important because he did pick the best of the best. And Jefferson, I mean, he doesn't get along with others. So, but he still managed to get to that same position. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, the use of the word wisely, that's a, that's a tough adverb because that's got a lot of connotations to it. He got the position, but he also, he expanded the power of the presidency, which can be debated good or bad. I mean, like with Louisiana Purchase, he just did it. And even though, you know, you know, good job. But we're also also applying the word wisely to Stalin. So if you want to debate good or bad, I mean. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They all have their. Yeah. It's a slippery slope, you know. Yeah. Nobody else was that good at that. I mean, Catherine, I will say, she did pick the right people to be by her side. Her people were the right lovers. I've been Washington for her, but uh, you know, she knew how to find someone she could use. And I, I think that Washington and Catherine were both. You know, that that pairing has always surprised me more than any other one that we've done on shots mm-hmm. because I didn't think they would match. And I was like, oh my god, they're like the same in person. And she dies, they both leave power in the same year. Uh, one by death, one by stepping down. But like, I just, you know, you know there's, there's something there, this power of choosing the right people to be by your side. And I think that Stalin didn't know how the value of having people by your side, you know, how to play with nice with others in that sense, I think. Well, because even when Stalin, Stalin died, there was Stalin no was brokenhearted. Stalin <laughs> just was brokenhearted the whole time. Well, when Stalin died, no one knew what to do. And so you had this several years of, you know, this group of people ruling the Soviet Union. So I think that's very telling as well. Um, Has has anyone seen The Death of Stalin? That's hilarious. It's a good movie. Uh, (laughs) Like, talk about, I mean, I know it's satire. Talk about not knowing what to do when the boss dies. Mm-hmm. That, that movie is hysterical. <laughs> it is. But it's hard. You know, like, Catherine's got the natural line of succession. Her son was a total fool. But then after that, her grandson, she knew, like, she even knew what she wanted. She wanted her grandson Alexander to rule, and her grandson Alexander will be one of the key reasons Napoleon gets defeated. You know, uh, Washington, in that Cincinnatus moment that we always bring up on the show, even in the last episode of A Twist of Psych, it really came up. It's just so important. Uh, and it, it says something miraculous about wielding power wisely mm-hmm. he knew when it was time to pass the baton a little bit there move on all right history aside for one second which of our four greats do you think would win in a literal fight oh. Catherine. 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 <laughs> really i was thinking she, washington she was a trained fencer she could fence i mean oh. if you give her a foil or a sword she's gonna take these guys now you know washington could shoot yeah i mean yeah too. i don't know sherry who do you say stalin Oh, he can see fights dirty. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, I don't think that, I mean, he would figure out a way. I don't care if he doesn't have any marks in his skills whatsoever. Stalin would figure out a way. I don't know, but what if he got a bad case of hemorrhoids? You know, <laughs> Catherine's secret weapon. I don't know. Uh, would I think I'm going to go with Jefferson, actually. Wow. Wow. He is the tallest. This, because uh, he's the tallest. <laughs> I can definitely see him, like, smacking somebody over the head with, like, a walking stick or something. <laughs> and I can also see Jefferson going for people's eyes. Oh, yes. I can see yeah. Jefferson fighting Caddy. Not just dirty, like, yeah. Stalin, like, ruthless, but, like, very, like, tripping people as they run by. And... Yeah, like, 
Yeah, I definitely see that. Not playing by the rules. Pretty torn there. I don't know. I love how everybody says Catherine. Like in a battle of three men and a woman, the woman's gonna kick their ass, and it's just funny that we all went there. And good, good for good for all of us that went there because I don't know if I went there. I think I went to Washington. Well, because... she got power. <laughs> she wasn't yeah. supposed to. Yes. <laughs> She might, she might seduce them all into just fighting each other and taking each other out. For There it is. <laughs> so I don't know. All right. Well, back to the history. So, so we have to discuss this, and I think we've discussed it a little bit. Who is the biggest piece of shit comparatively and why? And I think that the answer is pretty obvious. I know my answer, but I'd like to make sure that it's in line with yours. Stalin. <laughs> yeah. Stalin. Like the gulags, the purges. The, it's, he's like he's in a class by himself. Yes. Yeah, the is. disregard for human life. Yeah, so far in the show anyway. Maybe once we get like Mao or somebody like that, there'll be somebody to compare him well, to. Well, we did compare him with Columbus. Considered him to be more of a piece of shit than Columbus, which is yes. pretty telling. Yes, I, I, that, was, that was something. Because I think that Stalin gets the blame for his piece of shitness. You know, I think he's yeah. responsible for it, whereas... Columbus gets too much credit for his piece of shit. Helen? The, the takeaway from the Stalin POS uh, score has to go back to the chance that he had to secure his son in a prisoner exchange. Oh, yes. There were German officers captured and Russian officers captured, and there was to be a swap, I think like four for six. Mm -hmm. And when he heard his son was going to be one of the ones that was coming over, he's like, nope, uh, deal's off. He let his son time. die in a prisoner war camp. That, that takes it to a whole new level. There's something to be said about his daughter, too, fled to the the Western world, left left the Soviet Union to live amongst... Didn't she end up in America at some point? I don't know. Yeah, I, it's got to be Stalin. I don't know if I was going to give it to a number two. I don't, I don't know who I'd put in number two. I, Catherine, I'd give number two. I think she has a certain ruthlessness to her. Uh, her whole Polish relationship. Like, No, you know, I would give number two to, it would be a tie for Jefferson and Washington slave owners. Mm -hmm. I mean, you basically benefited yeah. your entire life off the backs of sweat of other people. Here's my so. question, though. We say that. We, we do. Is it just because Catherine inherited her serfs that we don't critique her as much for because Washington Jefferson bought people and Catherine just inherited uh, people with land? Well, I, Jeff I mean, Jefferson slept with his slaves. Doesn't that give him an edge? Yeah, it probably does. But, Ca <laughs> but Catherine also said she'd free the serfs and never did. Yeah, so. true. That's right. But Jefferson penned yeah. the words, all men are created equal. And basically just laughed as he walked by, smacking people, as Luke said, with his little cane. Uh, or, screw it, or screwing them. In the eyes. Yes, or <laughs> screwing them. <laughs> I, it's a tough call for number two. I, I, don't, I don't, none of these people were saints, but then again, I don't think you can be a saint at the top. Well, I think, yeah, Stalin's the definite answer, but it was interesting to talk about number two. Number two. Piece of shit. Oh. <laughs> All right. Love puns. Gotta love a good pun. Yeah. Uh, and oh my God, I just realized, you know, the sad reality is, and it brings me to my next question is that Louis is not in this, and I have not been granted the wonderful opportunity to talk about beavers, and it's just depressing. Uh, <laughs> but it made, it made me think if you could bring one great back into this battle, and we're not going to do that because it's just like, what's the point? But if you could bring one of the greats that aren't in this battle back, who would it be and why? Your choices are Hamilton. Louis the Fourteenth, Columbus, and Cortez. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Hamilton because Hamilton was a was a, a common man who rose to this level of prominence even today in 2020 with 
the fascination with him with um and i and i think that's something that is is to be given credit for you know he was young scrappy and hungry and clawed his way to prominence to the general um who did love him like a son even though he did not want to be called that and now in you know you look at his influence with the banking system in the united states the foundation of our country and like Colin and now always, everybody knows of like, Hamilton. So, like Colin always says, we live in Hamilton's America. What do you think, Colin? That's uh, yeah. You you went right there. I mean, I wish we were in Jefferson's America, but we are in a proto-industrial, economic, you know, business-oriented world, and that's pretty much what drives you know everything uh, when you look at America in terms of uh, policy and politics. So, you know, a lot of Jefferson's ideals and the idea of small government, agrarian farmer, that's just, it's lore. It doesn't exist. Maybe in like Scotland, but no. <laughs> Right. <laughs> oh my God, I saw this thing. Either way, you can buy like a plot of land for like under a hundred bucks in Scotland and plant a tree on it and they'll give you a lordship. I oh, am doing it. Huh? Yeah. Oh, I, that's awesome. I yeah. want to do it. And I would renounce my kingship just to be formally called a lord. <laughs> uh, because I, then I could really go by Lord DGMH. And I, I think that that would be just so fucking fantastic. All right. So what were we talking about? Oh, you said we have two people bringing back Hamilton. But Luke, I know you're not going to say Hamilton. No, I'm not going to say Hamilton. You know who I'm going to say? You say Louis the Fourteenth. John Adams. <laughs> uh, no. Well, I he's wouldn't say John one Adams. But unfortunately, we didn't talk about him. He is not an option. So I'm going with Louis the Fourteenth because it's good to be the king. It is. Uh, <laughs> good he, to be the king. He, he was the living example of what it meant to be an absolute monarch in the 17th century and, and 18th century. He is the watermark between early Western Civ and modern Western Civ. Mm -hmm. um, he built a whole palace as the physical embodiment of what it meant to be a king. And I don't think it's just the physical. I think it's like this physical, spiritual, figurative, yes. literal. It is the soul embodiment of what it meant to be a king in Louis' eyes. And I think he would have made things extremely interesting if he was still here. But Kelly, who are you thinking? Plus, we could have talked about Beaver. I'm actually, <laughs> I'm actually torn between Cortez and Columbus. I Obviously, I think they're both two pieces of shit. But it does bring in this, you know, the conquest of the new world, mm -hmm. the, you know, Columbus coming over, the Columbian exchange, then Cortez with America, which is huge. So I don't know which one of those two, but I, they, they have to be in the ball game because yep. coming over to the Americas mm -hmm. has to be recognized. Yes, so, I agree. I don't know. I, I agree. And I'm a big believer that Columbus gets a little too much credit for his own impact. I mean, until what was that guy? Was it Irving? Washington Irving wrote the first Columbus biography or something like that. Or wait, who wrote Sleepy Hollow? Washington Irving. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, Washington Irving wrote, was the one who brought Columbus back into this like kind of like yeah. popularity. Uh, and he's the one who started spouting out those myths. Like he proved the world was round and things like that. You know, nobody really cared about him. And I would bring back Cortez. Unquestioned. I look at that list, and I love Louis. I love Hamilton. Columbus is interesting, and I agree with everything you said, Kelly, with Columbus Exchange. But Cortez, I don't. I'm one of those believers that he doesn't get enough credit for what he did. Cortez did nothing. What Cortez did was nothing short of amazing, and he did it in two years. He conquered the most powerful empire in the in the Americas, or at least above South America, or Mesoamerica, whatever. The Aztec Empire, the Triple Alliance, and yeah, he did it with tens of thousands of Tlaxcala soldiers. He had superior weaponry, but like. 
he was like the I consider him a linchpin to the whole story of the conquest of the Aztec. This this guy who literally looked at the situation as a master tactician and used every piece of luck and advantage that he could find to win. Uh, with never more than a thousand men at his side, he conquered millions of people. It it killed him, and, and the same reason disease also comes in there too. I just think he would have been an interesting. He was the first grade I covered, and um, you know he's somebody I think of has is of great importance. Even though I like to give. Full round, well-rounded credit to all the factors. Uh, I think he would have been interested to talk with Stalin about, you know, compare the two there. They're so ruthless, and he was so ruthless. But, you know, he didn't really, interestingly enough, didn't really stick to power afterwards. Um, he was actually my favorite episode you did because you did such a good job of saying of all of the people that helped him along the way. Because, mm -hmm. like, if he didn't have them, who knows what would have happened. So. Right. Well, you know, and, right place, right time, luck. I don't know what it was. Well, he was like, able to do it. There's this one story. The quote is how Cortez won by losing. And it's this whole thing about how uh, he could have been killed by the first group of Tlaxcala soldiers he encountered. And they saw the benefit of the, his, his cannons and his technology because they pierced through their lines. And basically, he became like this vanguard, this mm -hmm. uh, piercing the battering ran through Aztec lines so the Tlaxcala could so the Tlaxcala could just swarm in and defeat them all. I just I, I think that Cortez is more of a puppet master than people like to give him credit for these days, but that's just you know so the final question of the night, as always, has to be of these greats, Stalin, Washington, Jefferson, and Catherine, who left the greatest historical footprint? It's hard to answer without saying seeming un-American. Well then say Stalin. <laughs> uh, but I'm I'm gonna go where you're going, Kelly. I'm gonna go yeah. there too. Was yeah, I'm, thinking? I'm, I'm thinking Joseph Stalin. Um, again, the tw 20th century, it is Joseph Stalin's world. He was able to come in. He made Russia a world power again. He defeated the Nazis. He was able to basically take over China, turn it into this giant communist regime. He was able to help us shut down Japan, and he instigated the Cold War. And even to this day, you see these lasting legacies of Stalin in these Eastern European blocs. So... For me, it has to be Stalin. Like, not saying that it's a positive, because I do no. think he's a negative, but lasting impacts, I think it has to be him, because you still see it to this day, especially in the Baltic states. I, I agree. I agree with Kelly. But I, I think I'm just rethinking this in the last minute, though. Me too. The United States is still the power to reckon with. In the yes. And we would not have that if it wasn't for Washington establishing the U.S. as a superpower when he first took office. So, um, you know, I, I think that notwithstanding Joseph Stalin's contributions, especially to the events of World War II, we are still the superpower, good, bad, or ugly, that everybody wants to be. And I think you got to give the nod to Washington there. And since I'm just building off what she's saying, I, I, I was, I think I was instantaneously leaning towards Stalin. And then it's Kelly, what you said about him kind of shape, we live in Stalin's world. I mean, Stalin's Russia still exists today, basically in a roundabout way. And Washington's, except for the political party thing, I mean, I think that everything that we give Joseph Stalin for uh, credit for in that sense, we can give to Washington as well. I think that we do very much like Sherry said, live in uh, Washington's um, United States of America world. America wins in that sense. <laughs> Colin, you got to think of it globally as well, though. Well, if so, we're thinking I mean, in America, yes. So I agree with you. Washington is the, our top guy. He set the standards for America. And he also helped, you know, kind of spark the French Revolution just in, you know, as a... Well, in that I sense, think, just as an ideal. Enough. 
I'm a little um, not to give it to Jefferson with the declaration in itself, if I'm going to be perfectly honest. I, I just think that that document still ripples through every person in this world today, whether it be the French, Haitian, Latin American Revolution. But, but would non-Americans agree with all this? Oh, so we need a we need an outsider in here. Mm -hmm. Well, surprise! No, I'm just kidding. I don't have a <laughs> person coming in from... I don't have my one Lithuanian fan coming in. Colin, what are you thinking? Uh, I, I agree with Sherry and Kelly. Uh, they, they hit all the uh, the right spots there with that. I, I just, uh, I really don't know. I could, if I could, I, I suppose I'll, I'll throw uh, I'll throw another chance out for Jefferson because with Jefferson, not only did he write the um, Declaration of Independence, but he also wrote the Statute for Religious Liberty, which separates church and state, which is essential for any type of republic, functioning republic, to have the ability to distance those two powerful forces. You don't have the democracy we have without that wall of separation and uh and his his treatise that he wrote for the for virginia turns it gets rolled in by the supreme court as the the law of the land separating church and state so that to me i think if you want to go with values of democracy and if america is the greatest nation in the world it, it, yeah we needed a general to win it but we also needed the uh the ability to articulate those values and jefferson i think gets it Absolutely. And I mean, I'm, I, I find myself more and more torn as this conversation goes on. But Luke, what are you thinking? Uh, I'm torn as well, but uh, I, I have to go with Comrade Stalin. Uh, for many of the same reasons that Kelly said, um, he has a legacy that has now lasted well over 80 years now. You, and you're talking about Cold War rivalries is largely still going on, turning China into a communist state. Like, like you have all of that, which was largely established by Stalin. So that's why I have to go with Stalin. But, but as the conversation went along, I did feel myself swaying a bit towards uh, some of the other candidates. Uh, as great as Washington was, and as terrific as he was, and I, I'm saying this from uh, definitely a pro-America point of view, uh, like I think Washington was great. I don't know that you can attribute the United States status as the last remaining superpower to its first president. So you're thinking uh, James K. Polk then? <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I would argue probably Teddy Roosevelt, or or maybe FDR. World War II, yes, we were superpower. But I would say we were a burgeoning superpower by Teddy. Okay, I get what you're saying. Teddy made, yes, like we didn't really, and I think the phrase normally used in the history textbook, textbooks is the United States enters the world. I don't know, though, because I think that every decision that every president makes, they sit down and I think they sit there and say to themselves, at least once in their campaign, what would Washington do at their time in office? You know, mm. I, I bet they do. Yeah, um, I bet they do do that. But I, but I think the point is more, when our country got founded, it couldn't have just been Washington alone. Jefferson mm -hmm. had to have been a part of that. It wasn't just an act of Washington himself. So just by virtue of Jefferson being part of this mix today, too, they, they certainly shared in that. And I, and I think somewhat equally. So if Jefferson wasn't here, we could give more credit to Washington. But because he's here, we really we have to separate them and it hurts both of their case a little bit. I actually, the more this conversation goes on, I think that, Je I think I want to give more credit to Jefferson than Washington actually for historical footprint in a world perspective, uh, just because of the, the ideals that he put forth and penned. But I think Sherry, Colin, Luke, Kelly, everybody who said it is right. It took a, I don't know the fancy smart word to say, but it took a multi-person effort to push America into what it became. Uh, whereas Stalin just said, I'll kill you if you don't do what I want. <laughs> but I, I guess as as a um, I don't know as a way to offset that, if you look at Stalin, he's a heavy-handed dictator. But I can pull out fifty of them 
throughout the, the era. It's like Genghis Khan, you know, just again, agree with me or you're dead, you know, or I'll wipe out your civilization. We've had those guys are cookie cutter di dictators, in my opinion. But the enlightenment that produced America, the founding fathers, that was that was something special. And I'm not, I'm not saying that Jefferson is the only one because there was, you know, great minds all abound there. But. but Jefferson literally had a hand in the Declaration of the Rights of Man's Man and Citizens in France. Uh, you know, direct, the direct ripple from Jefferson is... And I just got to throw Catherine out there because we haven't mentioned her, even though I didn't vote for her. I have, I'm drinking her pink drink. But, um, I mean, look what she did for Russia. She, you know, she brought education. She was trying to mm -hmm. give women rights. So, again, she was ahead of her time. And if I do recall that Luke and Zach, you both overvoted me and said that she was better than Washington as a great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, we did. Uh, yes. yes. And, yeah. and Sherry and Luke both beat me on Louis with Catherine. That is yeah, we, true. We, we kind of just, you know, tip our hats to her. Yes, I think it's still my favorite episode. I think you, yeah. you did a really good job that time with presenting her. So uh, I guess so, that makes me look like a massive hypocrite right now, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to call you out. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, I, I don't know exactly where we're leaning, but that's okay, because I don't think we ever know exactly where we're leaning as we head into the end. I wanted to offer you guys an opportunity to ask any questions you wanted to put out there or pose any points that we didn't talk about that you think are worth saying uh much like kelly just did with Catherine. and if not we can i think i think luke alluded to like not having john adams if, if each of us could pick a name and throw a name in this mix we just go around and s did, did we all pick a name that we thought should have or could have been on this list yeah like a season oh, two yeah. great almost yeah i get what you're saying who like somebody that has not been thrown in yet that would have been that's a cool tough. Like John John Adams would be a good one. I don't know if that's your pick, Luke. But well, are you picking? If you pick John Adams, then I I, no. I, I, have, I have a backup. I have his, a backup. His rotundness. No, I cannot. Yes, wasn't that his nickname? Called him that. Hamilton uh, called him that. No, I, that's a tough one. We'll have to think about. I'm it. thinking Martin Luther. Ooh. I'm really. I mean, I'm excited wow. for him next season. He's just a. I mean, I, I'm not asking what your religions are, but if you're not Roman Catholic and you're a Christian. You Martin Luther, thank for that. Yeah. So, and and yeah. believe it or not, well, I always love that. And part. he was one of the biggest anti Semites of this time period. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. See, I'm I'm thinking Dr. Martin Luther King. Um, because again, I'm thinking relevance to twenty twenty, um, and everything that King articulated back in the fifties and sixties continues to be at the forefront of, of arguing all those things the founders put out for the United States. And mm -hmm. so I think that uh, he is somebody who we could take yeah. a look at as well. He held, he, held the, he held the founders accountable, as many civil rights leaders did. You mm -hmm. know, he took the principles of the found, foundation mm -hmm. of this country and said, let's, let's actually do them. Yeah. Nobody's thinking Benito Mussolini. No. <laughs> <laughs> mine was, I, I already told Zach mine, which kind of, mine kind of bounces off your share. I already told Zach this, but Ella Baker, who was huge mm -hmm. in uh, forming SNCC, but just from this conversation, I thought of a fun one, just because of all the different stuff that went on in his presidency, was LBJ, which oh. I think could be oh, yeah. just mm. very Dang. fun to discuss. Or like any of those like 40s, 50s, 60s presidents, or I'd love to see Big Teddy, you know, it would have been interesting to have in here. Uh, and of course, we're, some of the names are relevant. I love Teddy. I have on the <laughs> next season, but you know. Everybody so. knows my affinity for John Adams, but if I'm going to throw in a name, I'm going to throw in Elizabeth II. Wow. Oh, we should. Ooh. So, 
it, I'm not a silver lining kind of guy. I'm not trying to be a silver lining kind of guy here, but like, I don't cover living people because I feel like what if their greatest accomplishment is in front of them? Oh, okay. So no, so but that's they fine. have to be dead. <laughs> when, when the rapture happens and she finally does die, uh, <laughs> I think she'd be a fascinating one to cover. I think that she is so, so cool. I think that she is poised and perfection personified. Uh, but, I love her. I just yeah. love her. I would um I would choose Galileo, oh. because that there again is the the I, I mean Martin Luther Martin Luther's a good one too because of descent you know just descending against the, the the Catholic Church but there we have the faith versus science breakdown or you know the, that conflict and the modern science movement uh, will spawn out of what Galileo and his you know his teachings will provide absolutely well. Um, any other thoughts, or do we want to try and do what we always fail? Okay, I have a I have a question. Maybe we kind of already did talk about this. So who we got here? Yeah, all right. So who meant more to their individual country? Oh, who was the most loved? Is that what yes. you're kind of asking? Okay, uh, yeah, yeah. Washington. Washington. Yeah, Washington. Washington. I, I would say the average, like, American would say Washington, but Jefferson wrote the Declaration of Independence. Like, you have to give him that. I think it's... That started, but it also gets thing. picked apart. Yeah. It's picked yeah. apart yeah. It's picked apart, and he doesn't get to write the Constitution. He's not mm -hmm. even there for the real document that sets us. Uh, yeah. We've had we talked about that. And Washington was there. Uh, you know. Yeah. I I'd probably say. I mean, you know, who was most feared? Stalin loved Washington. I got. I got. I got to give that. Poor Catherine didn't get a lot of credit tonight. Ah. Uh, yeah, I tried. You did. You did. You did good. Uh, but you know what? It, it's, it's a tough. It's a tough crowd. Pink um, I got it. Are we naming a winner? Yes, we are doing that. Uh, yes, oh, if you're okay. to the point where we'd like to do that, all right. Uh, so, are we taking uh, a uh, shot? Yes. <laughs> yes. In what right. order? What comes first? <laughs> we always a winner shot. or the shot? We do a shot first, and then we do the three, two, one. So, guys, thanks for coming on, and thanks for everything that you did to make this season just pure magic. Um, you know, from or the twist of psych, beautiful mind behind the mind. Uh, to uh, all the shots that we did. Oh my God, the shots that we did. Uh, <laughs> uh, and Luke, Cullen, Kelly, thank you for coming on uh, as many episodes of Shots as you did. And Sherry, thank you for saving the night that one time. And Luke, of course, thank you for starting this whole Shots thing with me in the very beginning. Uh, well, I thanks for inviting me on, we were doing. Uh, I, I will be the Shots regular as, there, as long as there are shots to be a regular at. Without the regular, without the regular, the whole thing falls apart. So uh, yes, and uh, so thank you guys. It's been a blast, and I look forward to season two when we pick it up. So cheers, everyone. Cheers. Cheers. What'd you guys do a shot of? Ooh. <sighs> Ooh. Oh, wild turkey here. Ooh, wild turkey. Ooh. Bad. Yeah, that's all I had, man. It was bad. <laughs> I did my own favorite sumo vodka for Catherine. I did my fire whiskey because I started the season one. Sherry, what'd you do? Well, again, going with my end of summer theme, since I was just introduced wow. to this beautiful bad boy this summer, had a nice little shot of screwball. Screwball, peanut butter whiskey, and Luke. Wait, do we want to take a vote? Peanut Did butter Luke whiskey? I want some uh, of that. Yeah. Peanut butter it whiskey. is life changing. <laughs> Will you take a picture of the label and send it to me? Because I I want that in my life. Yep. There's, there's a bunch <laughs> so of good. don't don't buy don't buy a cheap version. Buy the screwball. It's worth. But it. let's take a vote. Who thinks that Luke did American Honey tonight? Oh yeah, I vote. Luke, if well, you didn't do American Honey. <laughs> No, I did. It was oh, a no. <laughs> no surprise. It's why you're a regular guy. Yeah. Old reliable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
Um, I know what I like. Uh, that's okay. Which one? If you're Norm, which one of us is uh, Cliffy? I don't know who wants to be Cliffy. Uh, <laughs> I don't know that anybody wants. Does anybody want to be? Nobody wants to be Cliff. Gary, you're Fraser, right? That you would be Fraser. Oh, in this oh yeah. yeah. I think I want to be Ted Dan. Is it Ted Danson? Is that who it is? Is um, uh, well, his name's Sam Malone on Sam the show. Sam Malone. I'll be <laughs> Sam. I want to be Sam. <laughs> Ironically, he was a baseball pitcher, and Zach, you don't know much about oh, sports. Oh, shit. I guess I'm, I'm <laughs> the old guy then, or Diane. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, somebody has to know about Carla. Young? Somebody has to be Carla. Aren't you too young to know about Cheers? I love Cheers. I love Cheers. Cheers is the best. Diapers and Cheers? Hey, making your way to the world. That doesn't Cheers. matter. It's Every on Netflix. Or is it on Netflix? Yeah, it's on Netflix now. It's on Netflix. No. I love it. It's on Netflix. I used to watch it on Nick at Night, which I found is how you know when you've gotten old because the things that I watch, like Friends is on Nick at Night. Yep. Friends okay. is on Nick, on Nick at Night now. Night. First off, Bob Newhart was on Nick at Night when I was a kid. Yes. So. <laughs> Bob Newhart, uh, Sanford and Son. And then when Full House came on, I was like, oh crap, I'm not, oh, yeah. I'm not a kid. Yeah. Anymore. When Full House was on Nick at Night, I was like, eh. Because you, you also will age. Happens more and more every day. I was thirty, like yesterday. Yeah, it does. Each year goes faster than the next. Well, let's Except try twenty twenty, but it doesn't end. Yeah. Goat rodeo. Um, all right. Well, let's try and do it. Of course, I'll do a three, two, one point, and hope wait, 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 wait. I I want to define greatness. I know I asked you this yesterday. Greatest impact. I think that whenever I make a decision on who gets the crown of greatness, and in this case, the supreme crown of greatness, I try and weigh every bit that we've covered from the shittiness to the greatness to the foolishness to the, the footprint to now how they've done on shots, how crazy they were on psych. I, I just, I, I think that it's, I, I don't know that I can define greatness for everyone, which is why I like to ask a whole bunch of questions. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, really, I think that something there's really something that goes into you would spend the rest of your life on an island with this person in terms of creating. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, the fact that Kat Catherine did win the who would win in a fight, uh, which is issue. So, you know, no, in all honesty, that's why I used the word footprint. Mm -hmm. Bad, shitty, great, ugly, I don't care. Your footprint. Footprint I like. Okay. It's, it's, and I think that's the best way to decide. So, are we ready to do the three, two, one? Yeah. All right, I'll do three. Yes. Oh, wait. Oh, shit. I don't know if I'm ready. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm rethinking Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. Um, three, two, one. Washington. Washington. Stalin. Wow. Is that four Washingtons and one Stalin? Oh, oh you gosh. said Stalin. Oh, my gosh. Not only does Washington win the supreme crown of greatness for season one, he defeats Joseph Stalin, Catherine the Great, and Thomas Jefferson, and every other great that he's encountered along the way, except Catherine. Uh, but <laughs> he he won four to one, which whew, I didn't think it was going to be that. Another it was American. Almost five, it was almost five zero. I was torn. Well, you know what got me towards you said footprint. Footprint was the one that I but like also get past. everything that you guys were everything we said about Stalin, it was like the next thing we did was turn around and say, but Washington, you know, and it just for me just pushed me that direction. But yeah. I, I was thinking globally. Yeah. I, I don't know. But I think Washington had a pretty global impact, I, I guess. I, I don't know. That's that's many countries still actually like Latvia, they worship him uh, because they saw him as the freer of the Nazis. So they rescued so, them from Nazi oppression. I love a Nazi killer. So I, I lived in Poland and Ukraine for a summer, and they have no running water and no toilets still. I, yeah, I don't know. Wow. I'm, not, I'm not going for the Eastern Pot. Washington. Just, 
Well, just yes, be careful. I didn't, a, I didn't say it was a positive impact. <laughs> well, when you're over there, don't drink the tea because apparently uh, polonium or whatever gets put <laughs> yes, in there. And right. yeah. okay. <laughs> I've kept you guys long enough, so I'll record the spiel at the end later. Uh, but uh, you know, we always end it with a cheers. So cheers, guys. Uh, we don't have to do another shot if you don't want to. Cheers. Um, so, yes. Cheers. Salute. Cheers. And huzzah. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers.